Welcome to All Things YJ, episode four, a very special episode. Is this the first time we've had multiple guests, and not just any guests, three generations of YJ, starting with Spee Rappaport, his son Avi Smith Rappaport, and Avi's son Sam Smith Rappaport. Hey guys, how you doing? Great, great. All right. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Well, this is this is terrific. So we're going to, you know... We're going to probably start from the beginning, which really started with Avi. You started as a camper in, in uh, Lower Bet in 87, correct? True story. Good memory. Well, you know, I have, I have some uh, references. Now, how did you, how did the, the, back then they were the Smith Rappaports. How did you guys get, find out about YJ? That's an amazing question. I think see, I, see is that too much echo? No, no, it's uh, but your dad might know better, but you know, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, Dad. Do you remember? I feel like I I heard it from a buddy of mine after having a um, a not so amazing summer at a different camp. Well, yes, unfortunately, we sent you to Camp Rama, and you came back that summer, and you said to me and your mom, "I don't ever want to go to that camp." You know, I go to a day school, and why do I want to go to a camp that is the same as day school. Well, at that time, I had a very close friend. May he rest in peace. His name was Sam Spratzer. Oh, and, yeah. And his son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you like that. And this yeah. son, Michael actually went to camp and he loved it. And Sam said to me, you know, try, try the camp. So you tried it. And that was love at first sight. True. That's amazing. That's a, that's Ariel Sprotzer, Michael Sprotzer, of course. That's that's yeah. great. And Tall Tall was in uh, Avi's brother Tall, Speed's son Tall was in in Sam's uncle. Uh, Tall was in uh, Lower in Olive that year. And uh, Avi, if I can recall, I think you and Ben Zebrak sat at my table uh, uh, second session. So that's how, that's a little. I may have cheated a little, but you know that's what I can recall. <laughs> Good so, call. Exactly. So now, Avi, you're a camper for a couple of years, you know, growing up and uh, at YJ, and all of a sudden, your dad shows up uh, in the summer of '91 as the head of Judaica. Now, Svi, how did that all go down? Uh, do you want the short version or the long version? <laughs> hey, do, do your version. Okay. Well, uh, what happens is Avi loved camp, and I was available in the summer because I was a teacher. So anyways, uh, uh, my wife's cousin, uh, Nancy, uh, mentioned that there is a position that is perfect for you. I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, there is this camp uh, uh, in New Hampshire. And uh, anyways, make a long story short, why don't you apply? She had a friend. The friend called me. I show up in front of two people. Can you guess who they were? Uh <laughs> Charles Bernard Rotman and Stuart J. Peskin. Boom. Okay, so I remember. To me, that meeting was like being under in an inquisition. First of all, the room was somebody's living room. It was kind of dark. The two of them are sitting there, morbid faces, and they start talking to me. And I, of course, tell them what I can, cannot do, my Hebrew background. And they both look at each other and they say, oh, my God, we don't want this guy because he's overqualified. And later on, uh, actually, Charles, may rest in peace, said to me, you know, Tzvi, we really do not want too much of a Jewish camp. I said, okay, that's fine. 
And anyways, one thing leading to another, they, they said, oh, give me a trial. Okay, so I come into camp. I think they hired me. We negotiated a nice price. was a good incentive. And they really expected me to do as little as possible. Am I allowed to say all these things? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is an open forum. Yeah, of course. Oh, this is great. So they basically, I don't know if you guys remember, but I will piss off a lot of people. I actually, <laughs> I actually worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning. And then, and then I said, what about the other days? They said, oh, you don't have to be in camp. You can leave. Okay, I live in Connecticut. Where am I going to leave? But anyways, <laughs> it, it was one of the most bizarre things in the world. They had no idea who I am and what I do. Uh, but anyways, uh, I came to camp. Of course, I fell in love with camp. And uh, luckily for me, I was accepted right away by the campers and the staff. And it was it was some of the most fabulous uh, experiences of my summer ever. And I made a good friend. Uh, in camp that actually turned from a friend to be a brother. And you know who I'm talking about. Amen. That's that's on the rundown. That's Harris, Harris Hochberg. That's what we're talking about. Um, and, you know, that actually is a very good segue, Svi. It's almost like you have my notes in front of you. Um, because you had that that generation. With, Harris was head of Judaica in 89. He actually went to YJ in the 40s. And they also went to Yavna and Tevi, I think. And... Um, so when he came to YJ in 89, you know, for his first job, because he has a, a Jewish educator minor background, but he was a good head Judaica. But the next year he didn't want to do it. So I think he drove for us. Or maybe it was, you know, it was one of the years, vice versa. But then when you came aboard and the two of you together were like, if you guys are familiar with the Muppets, it's like Waldorf and Staller up in the balcony <laughs> making comments. Perfect. Like, who, who, who are these guys? Everyone, everyone, everyone that saw us sitting together said that. That was yeah. That was a compliment, by the way, not oh, total, total compliment. Loved it. Loved it. And so, you know, and, and, and Sam, this is all history for you because you weren't born yet. But so you would have Harris. You'd also have Leslie Heckfinger, Robin Greenberg, Eric Powell, uh, Nancy Terrell, Lonnie Himmelstein. And I'm yeah. sure I forgot a couple names, but that was like that was the administration back then in the, in the early 90s. Correct, Svi? Absolutely. And, you know, I uh, I don't want to sound too schmaltzy. But I loved and cared for every one of those people that you mentioned. Mm. They became intimate friends. I have a, a, one little funny story if you want to hear it. Yes, please. Uh, Lonnie Himmelstein was the head of arts and crafts when I showed up. Mm -hmm. I think she said she came a year before me. I'm not sure. But anyways, uh, later on, she said to me, you know, Tzvi, I have to confess when you first came, you scared the hell out of me because uh, I thought you were going to turn the camp into a Jewish camp. And what she meant by that was an Orthodox camp, which was the furthest thing from my mind. And she said, but then I learned that you are pretty cool and I support everything you do. So I thought it was very cool. Oh, man. We used to torture Lonnie because she she always wanted to know when, like, Maccabi I was. And I was in programming. What's that? Good call, yes. Uh, because she was always pissed that they told me when it was because there were some – no, I'll tell you why. There was some Judaic stuff that Marcy wanted to know specifically how to pronounce slash, and she kind of uh, – 
uh, ask me, please don't say a word. And I, so I knew when it was, and she did not, and, and she was guessing and guessing and guessing. She was agonizing the woman. Oh, <laughs> she was. You know, we would leave fake notes in, in her the house that she lived in and, like, you know, uh, order the you know order the T-shirts by Wednesday afternoon or whatever and just yes, steward, yes, steward, yes. Uh, steward over Shalom. He would do it, too, and he would, like, he used to, was, like, write this note and just leave it somewhere where Lonnie can see it. Oh, and, right. I think, and I feel like Marcy and Kenny followed that tradition afterwards. It was just kind of fun like that because the fear was that she had three sons at camp, you know, and she told them everything. So, you know, Avi, your bunkmate, David, she would tell David Hamilton and then Ben and Stephen and yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, what a great crew, though. If you were a camper and you see that returning – administration every summer i mean that's just that makes it familiar makes it comfortable and makes the parents comfortable too and you know we we were not we were actually good friends yeah you know no jealousy no arguments no fights it was pure love really it was great that's great. That's great. Now, so my my second year of program, uh, working the microphone, and this was in the old dining hall. Uh, Svi, you come up to me and you're like, oh, I want to read this this quote. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, whatever. So the first couple of days of camp, you would come up and read this quote. And and then one day, as you're approaching the, 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 the stage, I just happen to blurt out, I go, now it's time for deep thoughts. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, it's a, that was huh? like money. Yes, and it's still money to, to 2020 because we still do it today. It's not as wow. you know, as, as genuine as when you were doing it, but there are some good ones. And the fact that we still call it Deep Thoughts and then we made a plaque and we still have the plaque 30 years later, 29 years later, is pretty darn amazing. It is, it is. And I'm very flattered and I enjoy doing it. And you know, one of the things, another funny things, I remember that was already in the new dining room when I was standing on that little podium. There was one guy, I forgot his name, a counselor, very, very popular. And he would sit and every time I opened my mouth, he said, everyone at his table, quiet. (laughs) And then when I said it, he said, he was thinking and he said, let me hear it again. (laughs) That's great. And then everyone at the table said, deep. Deep, right, right. I do remember that. Now, Avi, you're a camper, and so was your dad in in any way impeding you your experience, or did you love having him around? I mean, I'm sure you loved having him around, but I did love having him around. I totally loved having him around. Uh, That was that was pretty special for me. I kind of get along with the guy, and I did back then, which was awesome. And I think he was uh, he was kind of the superstar at camp, so I think it helped elevate my status too, which is probably not a bad thing. Now that I'm never thought about it that way. <laughs> right, right. You know, Svi was so popular that during during uh, Saturday Night Live, I want to say '92, we did a spoof of Wheel of Fortune, and I portrayed Svi, but instead of instead of asking for American letters, I'd ask for Hebrew letters. So I'm like, he'll yeah. so be like. I'd like to buy a Memso feet and, you know, the Pat Sachak or whatever, look at me like I was crazy. And like, and like, sorry, there's no Memso, no, no Memso feet. And I asked for a nun and yada, yada. And that was the joke. It's, you know, boom, boom, boom. And you're out. But I mean, Svi, you were literally like, you know, bigger than life. Say it again. You were like bigger than life. Oh, well, you know what? I was totally blown away and very much um, flattered. Because um, I, I love Jewish children, 
And I was, I loved everyone in camp. I do not remember in all my years one camper that gave me a hard time or said something negative. They were all so respectful of my beliefs and Judaism. Uh, many times I couldn't wait to get in there because it was respect and it was from the staff. We had respect for each other. There was no foul language. And, you know, I love jokes. So the more jokes, the better. But, right. But th th that was so special. I will forever remember it, how wonderful everyone was, especially my classes. I never had to raise my voice. You know, it's amazing. I had like 60, 70 campers in one room for 45 minutes. I'm not saying everyone was listening. And I said, that's cool. You know, yeah. the girls were doing their hair. They were rubbing each other. They were uh, all kinds of things. And I was talking and, and people were listening and participating. Hello, this is him. So It's so great. It's so right. great. Now, what, Avi, and we still do this when every time I see you and every time I see Svi, we always call each other Motek. And so... Motek, it's for you. Correct me if it's wrong. You would call people Motek for what reason? Uh, Two reasons. I, I, the truth is, I have no memory. So. That's right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember. Could not remember people's names. That's right. In fact, if Abby remembers, I always said to him, Abby, quickly, what's his name? What's her name? That kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, many times I even forgot Leslie's name. Can you believe that? <laughs> How can you forget Leslie's name? I have no idea. So, by the way, Motek is an endearment in Hebrew, and it means sweetheart. Yeah. Just sweetheart, like Sweetheart, cutie, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so and, and after a while, people actually, when I did not say Motek, said, like, what's wrong? You know mm -hmm. what? <laughs> and every, everything was Yofi, and then with Svi, remember the, the phrase that we came up with? Whoa. Who knew? Who knew? Oh, Who knew? Yeah, yes, that was great. That was yeah. Great. That was on the back of the T-shirts, I think, uh, with uh, on the staff oh, shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I that, that actually just thought of that. That was good. That wasn't even in my notes, which is funny. Good memory. Well, yeah, you know. So, Avi, now you're a dollar ninety-one. Really, your your dad's first year, right? Oh, right. Yeah. So you're with this is a, you know, for those of you listening, this is a great doll. And still to this day, you know, I, I, you know, I'll just, I work with Melissa Koch Hertzel, Jeff Cohen's on our board of directors, Andy Levine's kids go there, Kim Milstein's kids go there. You know, Avi, you're obviously your boys have been there, you know, and then the list goes on and on and on. It's just a really amazing group. Toby's very involved with, you know, or at least, you know, keeps in touch with a lot of the folks there. And it's just, it, you know, every, Every generation has a couple of groups like that. So, Sam, that's that's your your task to make Doll Sixteen, uh, you know, one of these special dolls. You know, I, I feel the Doll Sixteen's already there, but yeah, yeah, just a, you need a little push over the edge. You guys are just entering college, so yeah. And, and Itzy, yeah, st sticking with the Doll Ninety One, isn't it? So I, you know, I I kind of had kids uh, quite early compared to the rest of my dollars, and isn't it so cool that Sam? My boy is the counselor for a bunch of my dollar friends, campers, and close years as well. Right. You got, yeah, like Jeremy Simon, Jason Mailer, uh, you know, in the future, hopefully you get Mitch Nels's kids, John Spack's kids, yes. you know, again, that list goes on and on. And in fact, in fact, um, 
I was going to do this later, but Avi is a, a, a triathlete, correct? True. True. And you're God not summer, the next summer, 1992. Apparently you got your start. According to a uh, longtime listener and first time caller, uh, John Spack, he said you sprinted up the hill of Masada. Is that is this correct? <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. With, uh, I think David Clayman was involved with that. And we just like, oh, we had a name for what we were doing. It was awesome. Not something like Warrior or something. And we would just, yes, I did get to start doing that. We loved it. We really enjoyed our time in Israel. That was that was magnificent. And, and Svi, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring back something. I don't know if you're going to remember this. It was your first summer there. And you came to me at night because for some reason, Tall was out of the bunk. You remember oh, this? Oh, my God. Right? So you came, you, you didn't want the head of boys area to know about it because you didn't think he was going to handle it right. So you went to me who I was just, you know, uh, you know, administrator, but I was still kind of a bunk counselor and John Chasen, whose son is, uh, would be on God now this year. And he's got a daughter on staff and Craig Cohen, whose son would be on God now this year. You came to us and we're searching, we're searching and searching. And since it's 30 years, we didn't find tall, but we found him later. You know where he was? Yeah. It's <laughs> all over. Yeah. Say that again. He was in his bed, so curled up, yeah, the edge of the bed that no one found him, and there were all kinds of stuff lying on top of him. So, yeah, so, Schmatz is right. Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, we he we went to his girlfriend's bunk, and he wasn't there. And then we found him. <laughs> we found him in B nine or whatever. Like, oh, there he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had a good time that summer. He he certainly did. He did good for tall. That's pretty awesome. So, so sweet. Nine years as head of Judaica. Were were any years better than the other, or was were, how about this? This is probably easier. Was it was different? Your first couple of years with Charles, and then you were there for the transition year in 1992, when it was Charles and Ken, and then you had Ken and you know Marcy throughout the 90s. What was it, what was the difference in in your eyes from what you can remember? Oh, oh, there was actually a difference because Charles was very formal. And he ran the camp, uh, I thought, magnificently. Everything was perfectly run because he was a perfect human being. He lived in a perfect house. He had a perfect car. And everything in his life was exactly the way it should be. One of the things, Harris and I had a lot of conversation about his behavior. We did not necessarily care for the way he ran things. But one thing was very clear. When he asked someone to leave camp, there was never an argument because his rules were very cut and clear. And when he said to you, you are fired, the person said, I'm cool. Thank you. Goodbye. So one thing I admired about him, he also, uh, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, he liked me in the sense that he appreciated what I was doing for camp, and everyone was shocked. I don't know if you remember that when I decided one day that I do not like the camp sidur and I'm going to make my own camp sidur. Yeah. And he said yes, and he approved it. Wow, that's amazing. And he went to the point where he actually selected the color of the cover. I said, fine, no problem. And he did not make any corrections. Whatever I wanted to put in there, 
he said, okay, people did not believe it. So what can I say? The man was money. Uh, yeah. Later on, when Ken came, everything was totally different. It was so uh, f- free and easy. Uh, Ken and I and Marcy called me until today. She calls me brother. Uh, we developed this incredible relationship. Uh, it, it was just amazing. I mean, it was really working for my brother, my sister kind of thing. So, uh, that's what I felt the same way. I, uh, and Double M, this is to dial you in like that. That was their first solo summer was 1993. That was my last summer, the first time around. So I was like 23. And Jonah Zanger, who you know, his mom and I were the program people. But it was without Charles and Stuart. Had, uh, had stopped uh, at camp as well. It, there was a freedom speed. I agree. There was. It was more. I used to joke it was like the inmates running the asylum because we did a lot of pranks that year and it was fun and no one was, you know, that paranoia kind of was gone. That I always called it like uh, uh, Russia under Stalin, but you know it wasn't that bad. But, you know, um, but it was just different. It was just different. It was a really nice fresh breath air and, and I'll. I'll give you a back to that SNL that I referenced earlier. We also did a sketch where Brian Levitt was playing the secretary to, to uh, Charles's office. And so different camp people want to come in and see Charles. And it was a spoof on an SNL sketch where David Spade was Dick Clark's secretary. Long story short. So the first person goes in, it was like some British counselor. And then the second person comes in and the third person's Ken. And, and this is live in front of Ulam Levine. And, and Brian goes in, you are, he goes, Ken, Ken Kornreich, next director of CYJ. We have this on video somewhere. You could hear the pop. And I don't know if you remember this when you were in God. Now it happened. It just, ex- the Levine exploded. <laughs> do you remember that at all? I don't know. I mean, I do because I've seen it several times. It was I'd pretty, love to pretty see it again. How, yeah, it was pretty evident how camp felt that it needed a change. And, and uh, yeah. again, the 90s, Ken and Marcy brought in a whole new era. And we're still you know, doing it today with Marcy. Pretty crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Abby, now you were a counselor all that time during the 90s for, for part of it, correct? Absolutely, yes. And, what you know, you were renowned for softball and probably still are because you would put your gluteus maximus into your swing. And where, where is the farthest you actually hit the ball in the air? The, the stories you hear are likely true. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Who's telling those? Wexler, Mitch? Who's telling these stories? I think Sam Hodgeberg likes to, likes, to, likes to remember those stories. Matty Arkin used to be out there in the field trying yeah. to catch my balls that flew way over his head. Yeah, it was good times. Oh, yeah. Sam's a good center fielder. So is Matty. Oh, my um, gosh, yeah. Um, they got legs. One Did you hit- remember that uh, Avi hit. I, I have never seen it go so far. And he actually hit uh, the new dining room's roof. It went that far. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, in center, yes, straightaway yeah. center. Yeah, that's amazing. They, um, it, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So, Svi, what prompted you to you stop being uh, head of Judaic in 1999? Was your final summer? Uh, it, it was one of the incentives was to have my guys there, and when kind of they left, it was you know what, let's call it the day. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that it's we, yeah, like that was kind of my thing in '93. Like, oh yeah, I had some friends still there, but my, you know, a- after '93, we're like we're all done, you know. And, and that's the weird thing about camp is that unless you're working for them year round or whatever, it's, or can come back if you're a teacher, 
once your friends leave, it's like, oh, that was our experience. But, so it's the same thing point is true for you as well. So now there's two years. There's no Rappaport's, no Smith Rappaport's at camp for just two years, 2000 and 2001. And then how, Avi, you're probably going to know this, or Svi, you're probably going to know this. How does Erica Smith Rappaport, Smith Rappaport become head of Judaica in 2002? That is an amazing question. <laughs> if you don't know the answer, it's fine. It's okay. I don't think I know how that happened other than I know that if I wasn't there, I wanted to have some connection to camp. And I thought being able to come up on the weekends was like the most glorious thing in the world. And it was, um, I'd have to ask her though, like just how, what the back, the background story to that was though. Ah, well, that takes us into 2003 when double M you were just born, correct? I was born in 01. That was a double X who was just born. Double X. All right. So Probably you come maybe. up with- come up with Max double X and your, your grandmother and Erica's great grandmother, correct? No, her mother and her grandmother. That's who comes up during orientation. 03. This is how I remember it because this is really strange guys. So Erica, I didn't really know that well. And Max is a baby and we had just built a new farmhouse. And oh, it wasn't across the street. Wasn't, yeah. And it wasn't quite ready. And, you know, and Jamie was living in the middle house. Jamie offered up a room and, Erica was really upset, and you've upset one Jewish woman. Svi, you can know this. You upset one, two, three Jewish women. You're done. You are done. She quits on the spot. <laughs> takes, so double, takes double M and t- double X back to West Hartford. And literally, I walk in the office to say goodbye to Ken Marcy. The only reason I was there, I was helping put on our 65th reunion, and I helped out during orientation with icebreakers, and I was heading back to Los Angeles or I was doing a sketch show and some other freelance work. Ken looks at me and goes, how do you like to be head of Judaica? I go, what? I go, what? And Marcy was there. She goes, well, he's not kidding. I go, guys, you know, I'm Jewish, but not that religious. And uh, so they tell me the whole story, you know, for their version or whatever. And Ken, and then, and Svi, you know this, Ken goes, can we talk? I'm like, sure. So I figure he wants to talk in five minutes. He makes me stew around all day. Until we go out that night and, and he, he, go, he offers me a contract that was hard to say no to, which was, you know, X amount of money. But they flew me back and forth to L.A. like four or five times that summer wow. just wow. To, so I could do a couple of things. And then as long as I was there for Judaica periods and running services and thanks to guys like Peach Goldstein and Dave Flagler, Jillian Steinhauer, I got through it. I mean, I mean, because it was a rundown, which I can do. But, you know, you don't want my best prayer. Let's put it this way. was the silent Amita. <laughs> so 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 that's my I, so i'm connected to you guys and forever grateful because it's been a, a the second time around it's been pretty awesome and then so double m what was your first year as a camper uh that was 2010 so did so so i'm there for six seven summers and so i so the only head of boys area you know was me i became head of boys area in 2007 yeah i knew a lot of co-heads but only one head yeah, or yeah. Assistant head, sorry, assistant. Yeah, well, that year, I remember, I left, that was the year I left a little early. So you had Avi and uh, Shane running the show, which is a whole other story. It's a whole other podcast. It's like a six-hour podcast and why that didn't work. Um, but then in 2011, Avi was there in 12. And then uh, remember Danny Peters, Sam? Oh, I remember oh. Danny Peters. His, yeah. his, uh, his brother was in my bunk. Oh, right. His brother came up and he didn't he break his arm or something. I remember he played the violin at Maccabi. I remember that. Ah, <laughs> so crazy. 
Now, Svi, from a grandfather's point of view, isn't it pretty awesome that you got your son went there and now your grandkids went there? Uh, absolutely. That is the ultimate compliment because, uh, first of all, I always consider it, and it, obviously it is, a Jewish camp. And the fact that uh, my son and my grandson attended day schools, Jewish day schools, and then went in, during the summer to a Jewish camp, especially one that I worked in. Uh, what greater flattery can there be to a person? So I am very blessed and thankful for my son and my fabulous, amazing, slash incredible grandson. All yeah, of I have now, believe it or not, suddenly I have three grandsons and one granddaughter. Whoa. Hey, Yofi. All right, man. And I didn't have to work for it. Ah, that's that's the best. Svi, what does the term Yunkel mean? Uh, <laughs> well, Yunkel are two uh, popular Hebrew names. Okay? And uh, for some reason in the old country, when you wanted to uh, uh, say an endearment to someone, you would use the word Chaim Yankel because it kind of rolls nicely off your tongue. Hey, Chaim Yankel, what's happening? Hey, you'll feel all right. Chaim Yankel could be positive. Chaim Yankel could also be negative. Depends how you put it in the sentence and the infliction of your voice. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now, Avi, question for you and double M, maybe you know, maybe you know the answer, maybe you don't. How, what, what's with the double M and the double X? Is that just a thing, or was that a, a, a you know? Did they do that in Erica's family? It was. Yeah. A, oh, it's not. A, no, it's it's a. You want to answer it, son? I, yeah. I, I was. I mean, from what I heard from my parents, they read a book of interesting baby names, and one of them was Sam with two M's, but not short for anything. So they just sort of rolled with that being like the naming convention for their children, just doubling the last consonant. Yeah, it was. It was. It was more to make it clear that it was not. Samuel or any any kind of version of that. So we just wanted to make sure it was just Sam or Sam, depending on who you are right. saying it. Oh, right. So it's just Max, not Maxwell or Maximus. Yeah, exactly. Right. I still love to ask though. I remember when Max was a camper and he he didn't like thunder showers back then, and we had a vicious one. And he hung out in the head tuck with me, and I go just watch, watch watch with me, watch the thunder, watch the rain how it hits the basketball courts. And somebody else was in the tongue too. And I'm like, I go, this, I go, these are the best camp rainstorms are the uh, ultimate things, how the pitter patters on the roof. And you oh, just yeah. want to get your head and sack out unless your uh, shutter is leaking. But uh, I was, I was, I was trying to, you know, get him to enjoy the thunder shower, not be scared of the thunder shower. I don't know if I succeeded. Who knows? He, um, he adores you. Yeah. I love Max. He's great. In fact, in double M, what's our other connection? My cousin Mindy, correct? Oh yeah. Mindy. Uh, Max's voice lessons teacher. Oh, right. Yeah, that's my Very cousin Neil's world. wife. Yeah, my first cousin Neil, uh, his wife Mindy, is where they're they're in West Hartford, or right next door in Simsbury or Bloomfield. Pretty sure they're in Weha. Weha, Weha, Weha. There you go. So, Sam, what from what you've heard in this you know thirty minute conversation so far, what would you think the differences are now as opposed to like the nineties when your dad and your grandpa were there? I don't know. Camp seemed a lot more like the Wild West from stories I've heard. Camp's still very fun, but it it seems like it's it's gotten more tame. But you know, that's that's how things 
Yeah, I mean, that's just the way of the world, too, because you're more aware. I mean, the Internet obviously opened everyone's eyes to a lot more things, you know, and, and Avi, you can attest to this. You, you might have gotten away with, you know, I, I don't want to call it bullying, but what else was he going to call it back then, you know, from your counselors, from my counselors, because that's what all we knew, correct? We, we, I, I don't, I don't want to call it bullying though. I, I remember, uh, I, we loved it. We just loved, um, uh, it was our playing and that was, that was the way we connected with our counselors and oh my gosh. Yeah. We love those guys. I still see them today and it's just like, so <laughs> I know we're like similar age and you know it's just so they're like, they're like my idol still. I love it. That's great. And, and you were, you had, you were a dollar counselor in 96. So were you co's with, who were your co's that year? Oh, my memory's not amazing. Uh, we ha- I dev- was that the year of Canadians? Yeah, John says like Allison oh, yeah. and maybe, maybe but you know, this, some Haber. of the guys are there, like Mitch and yeah, Haber, Paul Haber, and Kiva was still uh, around. Uh, again, another great uh, alumni parent, Jody oh, yeah. and uh, gosh, Kiva, uh, Jeremy Kiva, excuse me, who have uh, three girls at camp. Um, you know, again, that dollar ninety one, and Jody's from ninety two. Ninety two is starting to bring up the rear. So yeah, ninety two is phenomenal, also. Yeah, it's great. It's it's really great going forward to seeing all the offspring and hearing the stories because to me it's all second nature. But it's in years since all this happened. You know, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. So Svee, I want you to tell us a joke. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think you got some good jokes for us. Give us a good joke. <laughs> Uh, did you hear about the Jewish guy that is going to? <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to repeat it because your son is cracking up too much. Sorry, it's a... that's okay. So the Jewish guy decides to go to camp. Well, he has to cross Camp Road, right, to get to the office. Well, uh, he's carrying, you know, all kinds of bags uh, to set up in camp for his son. Well, wouldn't you know, as he crosses the street, a car comes dashing down, hits the man. He's lying there on Camp Road, bleeding, moaning, groaning. People are rushing to try and help him. They call an ambulance. An ambulance shows up. This young paramedic runs over, cleans the blood from him, tries to prop him up, kind of, and and makes him kind of uh, sit up. And he says, sir, sir, sir. Are you comfortable? He looks up at him and says, thank God I make a living. (laughs) I'm so glad you told that joke because that's what the one I wanted you to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about that last night when we were creating this rundown. I'm like, oh, I hope he does the, uh, I make a good living. I love it. Love it. Absolutely phenomenal. Guys, you have any questions for me as we start to wrap up here? Uh, you know, I'd be curious to know what is some of your fondest memory of camp. Might me personally? Yes. Uh, you know, different things. Uh, you know, coming to mind like different. You know, softball games. I, you know, the funny thing is, I, I was going to write about this. I haven't written about that yet. I still remember the first night of camp in 1981 for me. For you know, first session. I was there all summer, which was rare to you know go all summer your first session. Um, I had two counselors who had afros or jufros as we like to call them bobby baker and alan kaplan and uh, alan i'm you know i see in i see him it would seem in california um and bobby we were facebook friends and the other counselor brian canal were, were all you know facebook friends with him too which is still pretty amazing almost 40 years later so it's the opening show and what happens in the opening show each department comes in and does a little song and dance and 
since they both had, both had afros and I'd only met them for like four hours or four hours prior, I was like, wow, you're on, you know, referee, tennis, athletics, and waterfront? They're like, um, no, Bobby's on tennis and athletics and I'm on riflery and athletics. We just both have similar haircuts. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So it's funny. Sam, you have any questions about it from, uh, you know, my experience or anything? I, it's, you've told me so many stories over the years. I feel like I know everything at this point. Yeah, I would assume so. You're, you're going to follow follow in our uh, follow suit down the road and, and take over. Pretty crazy. It would have been Tyler and Ori this summer. It would have been a little different looking boys area. Yeah, it was. It would have. Yeah, but I, you know, those we all trust those guys, and you know, but it was thirteen summers, a long time to work in uh, one department at camp, and I, I, I was very fortunate uh, to work in programming and radio um, as, as department heads my first time around, and then uh, Judaica, as I mentioned, I led an Israel trip in '04, which was weird but really good and when i look back at it now 16 years later and then uh you know something i was more kind of fit for head of athletics in 05 and then i wasn't here for a summer and then you know for 13 summers uh running the area and i have you know great pictures of 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 uh me and sam and avi and max that erica took see you haven't been up that much you got to come up come back up well uh, the point is uh, whoa the point is to get up to camp is a very, very long distance. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, we are not traveling as well as we used to. And then you're up in New Hampshire and what do you do up there? You know, it has to do with hotels and stuff like that. So uh, at one time it was easy to just run up to camp, say hello and come back. Those days are gone. So, I, I, you know, Avi and Sam and Max and Erica told me a lot of stuff that has been going on. It's all great. And I'm yeah. interested. And um, so that's the reason. It's my, some of my fondest memories of when you were on programming, I, you just on the mic was just classic. I still remember it. And then I also remember you came back and visited once and – you did this bit, and, and you you hadn't been. I guess it was in in between you uh, leaving camp and doing your stuff, and you did this bit, and there was never a program before called Teva, and you just like went on stage, you picked up, and you were doing the announcements, and you like nailed some joke with Teva, and like I remember that. I was just like, oh, it was awesome. So I, I appreciate uh-huh. all you've done and the humor you brought to camp, and uh, I mean your love of camp is just infectious. Ah, thank you guys. I mean, I guess it looks shows I'm adaptable to the situation. I guess, <laughs> it's so good. but it's pretty awesome that I, you know, I, that I can say and I it double. I mean, you know, I've said this a couple of times to you that I, I was on staff with Svi and from from '91 to '93 with Avi in '93 and with Double M the last couple of summers, uh, and that's pretty amazing. Three generations of family at YJ. So I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I love you all, and uh, thanks for coming on All Things YJ. We love you. Be Thanks amazing. so much for having me, AC. Uh, no problem. Guest appearing on All Things YJ. Get a free boat ride around Lake Babusik. Yes! They can go first at the picnic lunch, and they get extra canteen. But, you know, oh. you have to pay for the extra canteen. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll, see, we'll catch you next time on All Things YJ.